0: Welcome to the Get It Done Podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Ryan. I help people get it done in the sense of achieving their dreams of home ownership. Getting it done can mean so many things. It can come in all shapes and sizes. This podcast is about that central theme, getting it done, whatever that may be. In the future, we're going to have guests, talk about their own personal experiences in getting it done, how they overcame adversity to achieve their dreams. Once again, I'm Jimmy Ryan, and I'll be your host, and this is our story. Welcome to the Get It Done Podcast. I'm your host, Jimmy Ryan. Today, we have a powerhouse realtor at EXP, Amy Gregory. She is a 15-year industry veteran she is in the top 0.5% of realtors at EXP, with a little asterisk of, you know, working part time. But I know her as, uh, as a, as a wife and the mom to four. Amy, welcome to the Get It Done podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I love doing this. This is gonna be so fun.
0: I, I'm already just so pumped. Just, just in our, our, our before we, you know, hit record, uh, conversation. So look, you're in the top 0.5% of realtors at EXP. And listen, I've interviewed a lot of top icon agents that's pretty big being the point top five at eXp. Um, that's not something to be you know, discounted, but here's the thing too, you mentioned that you know, I'm part-time. Uh, talk, let's talk about that because uh, I, that's something where I was like, wait, 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 let's hit record. Let's, let, let, let's go talk about this. What, like part-time, what does that mean? And how are you in the point, the point five and be part-time?
1: Well, a couple of things. It, you have to really, to understand how I got here, you have to start with like where I started, right? And so my whole thing was, I had run, pre- I had had successful businesses prior to returning to real estate. I returned to real estate about five years ago, and literally the, re- I shut down a, a successful online storefront to return to real estate because I was obsessed with the idea of utilizing social media in real estate. I just thought that is a huge opportunity, and if I am perfectly poised to take it, I will regret it the rest of my life if I don't take the opportunity. So I shut down my online storefront, just like cold turkey. And my husband's like, what are we doing? And I'm like, oh, we're going, I'm going for it. And, um, and so I, I said to my husband, I was already, I've always worked part-time hours. Cause I, I just have a lot of kids. And I said, I think I can bring home like six figures in 10 hours a week. If I, how I had it mapped out in my mind. And he was like, okay, okay. You know? And so I did that my first year. I was pregnant with baby number four. I brought home six figures in about 10 hours a week. And, um I was surprised, but it wasn't by accident. Like I knew it would work. I was excited when it happened. Like it's cool. I had a baby October of that year. I took the rest of the year off with the exception of like listing one house. Um, brought home six figures, and I was like, that was amazing. Let's where do we go from here?
0: So um, I wanted like to do this yeah. a little bit. Yeah. So like first off, I, I actually I, I rarely will uh spew out my numbers. And the reason why is because if it's People are going to judge you based on okay, did you do hundred million? Did you do two hundred million? Okay, well, I know somebody did better. I knew somebody did did worse. The way I, I value or look at people is from a from a numbers perspective is is that great? You did the numbers, but let me see your life. What does your life look like? I actually I, I watched uh, somebody that's a very you know top end producer um, show a picture of him on his birthday, and he's there with his you know laptop at a on so okay in the waiting room of an airport. Um, the, the 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 nice area of the airport working it's his birthday and he's getting on ready to get on a plane to go to like some exotic place to go on a vacation and I looked at that I'm like man that's just not me I just could never do that I I want to if I'm gonna be at the airport I'm gonna be with my family I'm gonna be prepping for our trip I'm gonna be you know present with them that to me isn't the win success to me is I mean I'm not I'm trying to think of this about me but I, I I feel like this is what I wanted to tell you before we hit record is that success is being with your family success is not it's not about the money it's about what are your life experiences and speak to that a little bit because that I I feel like man we're just connecting big time on that
1: well I think we want to be careful like the numbers matter for sure numbers matter they really matter but when you look at it across other industries we always value the person that's more efficient and that person gets paid more right? If you can do a job more efficiently, your rate is increased. Well, social media allows me to do my job way more efficiently. Um, And so my rate is higher. Like I'm a 3% agent. That's what I charge. And if you don't want to pay me, I don't care. That's fine. Like you don't have to pay me. I just like, I don't have to shop at Lululemon. I can go shop at Target. But if I want to shop at Lululemon, I'm paying that price tag and happy to do it. But I think we want to be careful, like, when you talk about numbers and the measuring stick inside of real estate, so often it is like this volume number of a like hundred million or 200 million or whatever. And you're like, okay, I wanna know what the overhead on that is. And I also wanna know how many hours a week you're working. Like when I'm, I to i, I want to measure it more on like, what is your hourly rate? Tell me what your hourly rate is, what's your overhead? Like when you look at a situation like COVID, I mean, my overhead is basically zero. It's zero. I work right. from home. It's not as glamorous. I get it. It's not as glamorous. I'm never gonna run a, you know, $100, $200 hundred million dollar producing team. I'm just not gonna. I'm not gonna scale that way. Um, but it affords me, like, I'm gonna be gone all next month with my family, and that feels like a million bucks if you ask me.
0: A million bucks. I'm Even with that, you.
1: Like when you can say, hey, and and I and so I I get caught in these places of like, yes, I'm a top producer and all those things. Am I? Am, are my numbers ever going to match some of those those big teams? No, and I'm actually just a okay with that.
0: And and look, I would even argue this: at the very end of your life, you're sitting there in a coffin. Everybody's there, you know, talking about you know who Amy was. I bet you, even though 0.5% at EXP is quite an amazing stat, I bet you that's never brought up. I bet you they bring up, hey, you know, in in 2021 she took a month off with her family and spent time with them. You know what I mean? Those They're are things. you are going to point Amy.
1: out, yeah. They're not going to point out the top half percent, but there will be people that say, Amy changed my life because she inspired me to not build someone else's business. Women in real estate, that female solo agent is the most overlooked agent in the industry. And she's actually the most perfectly poised for incredible success. Like it, she has an unfair advantage. And unfortunately she gets on a team or a couple of things happened to her. Either she gets on a team and she builds someone else's business. Or she doesn't think she's worth her rate. And so she discounts it all the time. Or she gets on this hamster wheel of transaction after transaction after transaction and doesn't like build an actual business. Right. But women are actually great. Moms especially are incredible CEOs because they run their households like a CEO runs a business. They don't like, it's just like a click of the switch. I'm just saying, no, just turn the, just turn the dial and you already have everything you need.
0: Look, there's a lot of great men that do a lot of great things as well, but I have to just give it up. I, 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 as someone that's married to a mother, a mom, you know, she runs the ship. She runs the house. You know, I mean, and, and I think you're right. I, I love your words of perfectly poised. I would call it an unfair advantage that particularly not just women, but mothers have in real oh. estate. And and I agree. It's it's it, You are a mom. Like, like, it's kind of what you're doing. You're being a mom to these people you're leading them. You're telling them like, no, 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 don't do that. Yep, do this. And, and, and you have to kind of uh, uh, manage that. So, okay, I wanna, I wanna get right into your story. So uh, I like to tee this up with uh, you know, Elon Musk. He's the, uh, one of the richest people in the whole wide world. And he has a story from a million to a billion to you know, richest person in the world. Great, awesome, awesome story. I'm more so looking for the zero to a million story, the come up story. So best place to start with that, Amy, is where were you born?
1: was born in Jacksonville Florida my parents are from Utah and my they moved to Washington so my dad could go to law school and then they moved to Florida so he could go get his master's in tax and that was before like you couldn't fly home you could hardly call home because it was expensive like long distance phone call and it was hard it was really hard on my parents and they bootstrapped through law school and my dad actually I will get emotional on the amount of sacrifices my dad made on our behalf, and the amount of hard work um, for both b- both my parents, um, he finished paying for his college, and then the next week my older brother started college. So my dad paid for college until I graduated college, and yeah. I think that is like um, it's a huge influence on my life of just like get it done. I mean, I had such a head start because my parents sacrificed so much. On my on our my behalf.
0: So talk about that for a second. You, so you grew up in in Jacksonville, not Washington. Your your dad went oh, to, Washington, yeah. to Washington. We
1: went. We went. I was born in in Jacksonville, Florida, but we moved to Arizona when I was like four or five, and I I still live in Arizona. I feel like a native of Arizona, but yeah. Arizona's okay. My-
0: no. So, but he's going to law school, and it was long distance relationship. Was that for like eight years type of a thing, or like how I long? Was long? A time.
1: Yeah, he did law school, and then he went and got his master's in tax. And then came to Arizona and he worked for a couple of big firms. And then I remember in high school, this was another like impactful moment. He went out on his own and that was a big deal. And you don't, you don't respect that um, until you have your own kids. I mean, my oldest is about the age, right? You start to be like, oh, that feels uncomfortable. like, okay, like you kind of have all, you know, and he took all his clients with them and, um, and I'm sure he was nervous about it but it's been off to the races ever since then. And he's incredibly successful and a huge resource. It's great to have a dad as an attorney and my brother's an attorney as well, because I can always talk to them under attorney client privilege. Like i am be like, okay, I'm not sure what to do. What do you guys think? And I can always talk to them and that's super helpful for me. You
0: just go, you just go to straight straight legal. So
1: you, yeah.
0: I agree. I mean, starting a business, it's scary. My goodness. It's
1: scary. And when you're like the sole provider, Right. My dad was the sole provider. That's really risky. And we go back to this idea of moms in real estate. Like I could never have done this without my husband, like holding down the fort. I mean, he's right. been the provider. Right. And so it's allowed me like all of this space to just take a ton of risk because we were never dependent on my income. And so I was just always like, I was like my hobby. When I had little babies, I would just build businesses and here we are. And well, now that- it's cool. <laughs>
0: So why is it that, like, look, some people don't have good relationships with their parents. And you're looking at it like, look, my dad sacrificed everything for me, for my family. And you are telling me you're getting emotional about it. What do you remember him sacrificing? What was the hardest thing for him as you witnessed growing up?
1: I don't ever think he made it look hard. And I think that's the thing is it's never as easy as your parents made it look. And then you become a parent, you're like, oh. A little harder than I, anticipated, it, right? Um, no, I just think he um, he just put himself through school and 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 it was hard and and it's like this thing of just doing the hard stuff. The other thing that actually my dad really was, um, I always have known this about my dad. He will always do what's right for his client, no matter what, whether it's best for him or his business or not. Always, 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 the relationship is more important than the deal always, you will always do like, that's just who he is. And I think that's so much of why his business is so successful. I mean, he's does estate planning and tax, you know, wills and trusts and all that. And so, um, it's really personal work and you have to do, and just like real estate, you're buying people's houses. Like it's really personal work. And so you always have to do what is in the best interest of your client, regardless of the deal
0: hundred percent. And a lot of times it's unpopular too. A lot of times you're going to get black by the other side, by this person, that person. You have to stand your ground. You have to do what's right. I agree with it. That's, um, it seems like that's something you learn at a young age, but I think it's one of those things that you reflect on as a parent, like, oh, you know, you, you did this back then. And like, I didn't even know, like you did all of this hard stuff. And here I am complaining about like insert small little thing, like this deal that's blowing out, whatever it is. Um,
1: well, there's been times where I've been frustrated and I called him like, I can't believe this person sent me this email, you know, and he's like, well, yeah, you're playing with the big boys now. Like, what do you think? It's always fun. And I'm like, well, kind
0: of. I mean, <laughs> I, I know yeah. I expect people to be kind.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's a real reality check.
0: It really I know, but it, it, it's just that's just not the way. So uh, your mother was stay at home mom. Uh, how did that affect you growing up? Did, did you did, was that like Do you think that was a really great thing for you or uh, and how does that, I guess, influence you today?
1: Well, a hundred percent. I always thought I would grow up to be a stay-at-home mom. Like there was nothing better than like knowing my mom was always available. To this day, she's still available to me all the time, and um, and so I think that's part of that was a huge driving force in my business. I was never willing to give that up. Um, that being said, I initially when I was going to college, I thought oh, I'm going to do a business finance degree. I'm going to go to law school. Like I'm thinking I'm gonna. I, I've known. I've been known to like. Be great in an argument growing up and um and so i thought i'm gonna use that right right and kind of had this epiphany of like you know i probably shouldn't go to law school if i don't intend on working and i really didn't intend on working i intended on getting married and staying home with my kids um and then i worked for a home builder so i ended i changed my degree i got a degree in elementary ed i worked for a home builder at the time and um i remember when i was pregnant with my first baby they were kind of like well what if we had a place where you could bring your baby to work with you or if you could work from home and this was like in 07 that was like not a thing like working from home was not a thing um and so they were really forward thinking and it was four young guys and they wanted to there were a couple of young girls that were going to get married and have that were having babies and they were like we want to keep you we don't want to retrain And so I worked from home for them for a year. And then that was just, I just knew that was possible, right? And I think I hit like generationally, like if you look at millennials and Gen X or whatever they are, I feel like I got like right down that perfect slice where I understand both sides of it. And I'm from the, I get the internet and social media and all that. And I'm really into that, but I also understand the other side of it. And so I feel like I have that perfect like cross balance right there.
0: That's cool you're describing that. I was, I was actually trying to describe that same thing to somebody the other day. It's, it's, I think it has to do with your age. It's literally if you came up in like the age when it all transitioned and like.
1: Are you, there's a name for it. You are it? a geriatric millennial.
0: A geriatric? And if you are,
1: yeah. And if you are born between like, I think 80 and 85. Yeah.
0: You qualify for that. Yeah. Qualify, well, it's Right
1: so- in that window of time though.
0: But the thing is, is that like, look, when when you pick up a phone, it'd be courted, you know, and like, 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 like fax machines were a thing. Like, you've done, like, you would call somebody if they didn't answer. It was a beep, beep, beep. Like, you know, like there's, you understand that. Whereas somebody literally born 10 years later does not understand that. Like, it's not even, it's blockbuster video, like renting something, you know? I mean, it's I'm like,
1: rewind 100%. <laughs> yep.
0: Okay. Well, let, let, let's relate on this type of stuff later. I, this is about your story. So I want to I uh, go back to uh, w- let, growing up. Uh, I want to transition to high school. So a lot of times people have pivotal moments in high school. Things happen. Um, what was high school like for you? What was your first job, first car? Uh, let's see. My family
1: actually moved when I was 15. And so I started high school with a new girl. And it was hard. Wow. Was hard. Yeah. And they moved into... Um, just a beautiful neighborhood, like their dream home, right, kind of neighborhood. Um, And so that was kind of a foreign world to me. Um, And so I had kind of a lot of catching up to do. And they lived in a very successful neighborhood, very um, household names. (laughs) You know, that it was like, oh, okay, that's your reality. Okay. Um, And it it just took me a minute to adjust um, to some of those things. And at first it felt really threatening. And, um, and then I realized that like people are people and they were some of the best people, just some of the very best people and the most gracious and the most giving um, at the end of the day. And it was good for, it was really hard, but I remember, I remember one night being frustrated and just like as being the new girl and telling my dad, well, these girls just walk past me in the hallway. They don't say hi. And I remember my dad said to me, he said, well, did you say hi to them? And I was like, no, but I'm the new girl and they know I'm the new girl. So they should be like extra nice to me. And that was a really good lesson. And I use that. I use that on my kids all the time. Like you don't get to control what anyone else does. you be nice. you be who you want to be and everything will work out for you. And that's that's uh... I just decided like if people didn't like me because I was nice to them, that was okay.
0: I mean, so, yeah. You're, you're not gonna get anywhere if you don't, you know, put in the effort and, 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 you know, say, say hi, as far as like, did you, did you really struggle with it? Was it a long time coming before you actually got over it? Was it like, Hey, I got it. it took till junior year. Or did you kind of get out of your shell early on? You
1: know what? So we moved right before my sophomore year and my sophomore and junior year, I had a handful of like close friends and you really just need a handful of friends. Um, by my senior year, I had a great group of friends, but it was, that was the moment where I got really comfortable in my own skin because you just had to, my brother and sister, my older brother and sister had moved out. Like I was literally just by myself and I was like, okay, well, here we go. I had always been their little sister and no one had any frame of reference for me and my family. And it was just like, you just felt like, oh my gosh, this is, this is crazy. And um, yeah, it was the best thing that ever happened to me because I just got really comfortable in my own skin. And I, and I just, it, that's where a lot of that confidence come from of like, just saying that they say, will is what it is. And, and able to like move through those uncomfortable situations.
0: And did you say hi to them? You know, absolutely. So, of course, um, what but was I you... learned
1: that someone, this is really the thing though. And it's it, that they, to me, they appeared like they had it all. They, they appeared that way. And you know, this, as you get older, no one has it all. Everyone's struggling. Everyone feels unsure. Everyone feels awkward. Like that's just part of being a 15 year old girl is you feel awkward and unsure. And they're kind of a little bit on Okay. It wasn't like, it, it, and so that was a really valuable lesson. So a lot of times I can process things and like, well, they just, I don't take very many things personal anymore.
0: I like think adults even think, think the same thing. We're like, look, they got this great life. They have, have it all figured out. You have no idea what they're struggling with. You have no idea what, you know, if you're judging somebody off their Facebook profile, whatever it is, it, you have no idea what they're struggling with. And, and if they think that they all figured out, you, I bet you, if you dig deeper, they don't, you know, and they're just like you. And that's, I mean, that any adult needs, it has to learn that, but as a, as, especially if you become a parent, you know, eventually, but I think that's tough when you're a teenager, especially moving into a new, new place. Um, but good of you to figure it out. What did, What was your first job?
1: My first job, I actually worked at a law firm.
0: Was it, it Was it in high school?
1: It was in college. I didn't have, I nannied in high school. Okay. I all the neighbors' kids, they'd go on vacation, and I'd watch their kids, and it was a good gig.
0: Well, that's def, that, that's that's a job, and that's like literally what a great segue into being a mom later on. What was your uh, What was your first car?
1: My first car was a nineteen ninety eight Toyota Camry, used.
0: 98 camry yeah
1: reliable
0: good i mean that's honestly that's probably one of the coolest cars i've ever asked somebody to, to, to what do they got the, the nicest anyway probably the most reliable that's the coolest.
1: One. totally for sure it's cool no uh yeah no i got a car when i graduated from high school so yeah.
0: my first car didn't even start half the time so i mean like <laughs> at least you had some reliability so you're um so okay transitioned from high school into college what uh what did you do? What was your, I guess, did you know what you wanted to do right away, right when you were a senior? And uh, how did you choose the college? Walk us through that process.
1: Um, I'm a little bit competitive. And so I like wasn't, I didn't want to go to college just for the sake of going to college. Like I didn't like, if you're going to go to college, like go and do something cool. Right. And so that's why I thought I would do business finance and get a law degree. And about after my freshman year, when you really have to start taking those classes, Kind of had this epiphany. My thought was, I never, again, I never really intended to work. I was going to get married and stay home with my family. That's what I was going to do. And, but I had this idea of like, well, if I ever need to work, I want to be able to make the most amount of money in the least amount of time. And my dad was an attorney. My brother was in law school. I thought, oh, I could do that. Um, But kind of just had this thought that if I went and did that, the, the idea of like attaining the corner office would be insatiable to me. And I knew long-term that's not what I wanted. I knew I would, I would regret that choice if I pursued it. So I put it down and I did elementary ed and actually it's served me incredibly well. Like to me that it's like a God thing. It was like clouds par angels sing, do not go to law school. And I remember having some conversations with God, like, that's not funny. That is what I'm going to do. And you should want me to go. And this is what and I would argue my, see, I was already like argumentative. Like I'm willing to argue with God about whether or not I should go to law school. And I'm like, you know, um, now like looking forward, I really actually get to do so much more than had I pursued law school. Right. I use my elementary ed degree all the time. I, um, you, you, do real estate. I'm negotiating and writing contracts all of the time, building businesses, and and I am able to work from home, and I'm able to make the most amount of money in the least amount of time, which was my goal.
0: So here we are. So what is what is elementary at?
1: Elementary, I'd be like a school teacher. Like I went to school, like to college. That's kind of
0: what I was thinking. I mean, I mean, yeah. as a mom, I'm sure that you like that's good knowledge to know. And I wanted to ask you this. So you're arguing with God. What? So you're arguing with God.
1: Oh, he's used to it by now. I still and, argue with
0: him. And, and, and I'm kind of similar. Like, are you sure this is what I should do? Yeah, I'm
1: like, really? Let I me like, tell you better. I have a better idea.
0: Yeah. I know. And then course, you, it's you, you make plans and God God laughs. You know, that's basically that that's that that's that's the story to it. But what w- what was this like? Because like, look, this is a pivotal moment in your life. You could have gone into that corner office thing and really wanted it. Like you did, you wanted it, and you probably wanted it for the right reasons. There's you're going to be a lawyer. That's like every parent's dream that their daughter says that they want to be a lawyer. And you said, "No, I want to go do this. Um, and, 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 and you're arguing this, what, what was, what pushed you over the edge and what was like the deepest argument where you finally were like, Nope, I'm I'm, I'm going to do it this way. Um,
1: there's been very, that was probably the first time that I really had like that, just like epiphany moment of like, no. And, um, but not the last time I argued with God. I mean, it's happened since and I've argued every single time. Um, But my arguments have become less and less because it's always worked out. And it was interesting, I remember after my first year in real estate being like, oh my gosh, I got everything my 18 year old self wanted. It was just a little bit of a different way. Like, wow that's really cool. Um, and so I just trusted in that. And it actually came down to the numbers. I'm, I'm a logical person. And it always comes down to the numbers. And um, and the thing that convinced me was like, I should not pull out law school loans if I'm not going to practice. It's like not practical. Um, and so I said, if I am ever want to practice, then I can go. I gave myself an out um, that if I was going to ever be willing to practice, I would allow myself to go. Um, but I obviously haven't been
0: to law school. Well here, and you're not going to go just to go. And and I think a lot of people do go Mm -hmm. just to go. I I really do think that. And it's just because if you think about it at the time, you're kind of pressured, you know, you're like, that's the thing. What do you do after school? Well, you go to college, you know, and, and you do that a lot of some other people, you know, do do something different. Did you, was this when you worked, when you started working for, you know, the, the law firm?
1: So I worked for the law firm and then um, I went and did like a semester away and then I came back home and I actually worked for the home, but Build- I started at the home builder as a legal assistant for their in-house counsel.
0: So and it, it, it transitioned right
1: to right that. Right, yeah. It segued right into that real estate. I got my real estate license there. I learned, I did, because when I started at the home builder, I actually, it was just me, one other girl and three guys in the office. And so I got to do everything inside that business. I helped with accounting. I did design center stuff. I did the legal stuff. I did, I pulled permits, I made selections. I named streets, I did land development stuff. Um, I ended up in their marketing um, where I learned graphic design. And then that was the thing that segwayed to the next and the next, everything's always like segway to the next thing. It's like, I've been on this, like this story that was already written and I just did and I just don't know the ending. But everything always leads to the next thing every time. And the same thing
0: is true. I mean, it's epic. It's up and down. It's like, it's it, it really is. It, 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 I wrote down trust and faith. Like that, it's literally, you're, you, you have a great faith that this is going to work out. You, you're trusting that God is leading you and you're going into the, you know, I don't know what it is, but all right. You haven't failed me yet. It's it's kind of like that. 100%. Type of
1: and you have to learn that, right? And even I have to learn that with my parents and I'm having to teach my kids to trust me that like, I can see more than you think, right? And if I can like keep getting these little deposits where they're like, oh, my mom was right. Oh, my mom was right. Oh, my mom was right. <laughs> then I know when it comes to like the big one that they don't want to do, I can be like, listen, nine and a half times out of 10, I've been right. So just roll with me on this.
0: Right, um, right. And
1: I know I can lay that down when I when it really comes down to it. And, and God has to do that sometimes with me too.
0: Tell me about your kids. So you're the mom to four, um, and and look, you're married. Did you did you meet your husband college years? When my did you meet your husband? In
1: college. We got married. He's from Southern California. We met at ASU. Um, I think he always thought we would end up back in Southern California, but he was a senior and I was a junior, and so I had meet? to go up to school. How'd you meet? We actually met at my parents' house. It's very romantic. Um yeah, we had mutual friends and I lived at home because I had a little brother that was like 11 years younger than me. Um, and my parents were so easy to like live with. And so I lived at home because uh, I felt this responsibility to be a sibling to my brother and I stayed so I stayed at home. And but my parents we all everyone in college always hung out at my parents' house because they all lived in like dingy apartments, right? And so it was like oh, you just come to my parents house. like that we're not hanging out over there. We can all hang out over here. And so they would always buy pizza and all the food. Like, they would just always let us be there. And he ended up at my parents' house one night. Friend of a friend. And the rest is oh,
0: huh? that Wow. Wow, that's super cool. I mean, that's like, what a, I mean, you haven't failed me yet. I mean, it's literally like, what another just great. You cannot say that that's circumstance, you know? I mean, it's just like.
1: No. It's like, it was weird for him to be at ASU. And the person that connected us, Oddly enough, was in the elementary ed program, and I would have never met her otherwise. Yeah. Wow, so
0: cool, so yeah, cool. And he
1: tried to set me up with him, and I'm like, ah, I don't want to date. Like this was pre Facebook, and like if, you couldn't like stalk people. Right. I like bad setups, so I'm like, uh, send over a picture and a resume, and then we can talk. You know? Right. I don't, I don't want your blind date. I'm good.
0: <laughs> and then he just shows up at your house, and it doesn't end in a disaster. You know, I mean, God, like. No.
1: Yeah, it was funny. I mean, he had a girlfriend in California and then, so we met in January. He went home in March for spring break, broke up with her. And then we started dating after that, so. And,
0: um, and, and ju- you were a junior, he was a senior. So uh, what, by the way, what does your husband
1: do? So he does, he's like um, a business finance degree and he worked at like Ernst & Young, the big four firm, like on the, on the big four. And does like internal audit, business risk assessment. I don't know.
0: It don't seems know. kind of boring.
1: Yeah, we're totally opposites. I was going to so say, I'm like, i always pushing the gas, and he yeah. wants to slam on the brakes, and we <laughs> had to like get into this rhythm of like, you know, sometimes what he doesn't know in my business is better because yeah, sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm going for it, and he's like, are you sure? And I'm like,
0: oh yeah, i Yeah, I I could totally relate to you on that. Uh, but look, that's the some of the best relationships I know, my wife included. We, we're opposites. You know, you you have to you have to be. Hey, there. I
1: need I need his skill set, and right. my business It's just. He's freaking expensive, and I'm like, mom, can you spread me this for me, please?
0: So <laughs> uh, when did you get married? How quickly after that did you guys get married?
1: We got married. We met in January and we got married, oh, about a year. Like we started dating in March, got married the following April.
0: That's nuts. That's quick. You I just know.
1: knew. Yeah. So How... there come home, you know?
0: Well, you do it, well, do it. Well, go for it. No, I, I really love it. How, how quick, how quickly did you guys, did you have children?
1: We had kids gosh, three or four years after we got married.
0: She so got a nice little honeymoon out of it. Nice little honeymoon stage yeah, out of it. That's great. It for a minute. So it, during this time too, like this is when you're starting at the builder and you're, you know, moving on up in that, in that realm, you're starting to have kids. What was it? Your firstborn? that when you were offered this stay at home job and then, okay. So what, what, how, I guess here, what's the age gaps in your kids? Yeah. You had four after that. I mean, that's like, that's a it's a, I, a lot of kids. I have two so and, I'm, and I'm nuts, you know?
1: No, it's so fun. Have more. You'll never regret having more kids ever. They're so fun. Um, I would literally have 10 more. They, uh, not really, but kind of. So my oldest was born in 07 and I worked for the home builder for a year after that. The market kind of crashed. Well, not kind of, the market totally crashed. Market crashed. Um, Yeah. And so they ended up shutting their doors and I was kind of ready to be done. Um, But then I started doing like freelance graphic design work because I was trained as a graphic designer. And so I started doing like, so one thing just leads to the next. And I did that. I did wedding announcements, Christmas cards, graduation announcements, had things published in magazines and kind of like grew that to a point where it was as big as it could be just because I was one person. And so I was telling my husband, I'm like, I just want to like design something one time and sell it a hundred times. And so I was this close to buying software, similar to like Shutterflies where I could like build a website. And then I just decided that, didn't wanna make that big of an investment. I, was, I only had two kids at the time, this was probably 09. And um, so then I started designing like graphic t-shirts, which was like so silly. But I just would build websites and I was like, well, I could sell this to anyone anywhere like using like, the internet right and so I started and in that capacity I started working with fashion bloggers social media was just coming out like Instagram was just kind of on the scene. And I would send them product and they would sell it for me and I was like this is cool. Um, and I just had a website and I would ship it from my house. And when things got really busy, I would wrap, like loop my mom and my sisters, I'd make them come help me ship all these shirts out. And then you would be out and about and you would just see people wearing your shorts and you're like, this is so cool. Um, but the fashion blogger model, I loved watching that unfold. And that was what drove me back to real estate because I was looking at their, their business model and they just, I thought it was really cool. They just sell someone else's inventory for a small percentage. And this was also when Fixer Upper was big on TV and everyone was all into it. And um, I kept telling my husband, I'm like, fashion bloggers and real estate agents, they have the same business model. Like why aren't real estate agents using social, like Instagram, like a fashion blogger does? Right. And I right. would talk about it nonstop because I was licensed and all the things, and but I just wasn't practicing. And so he finally kind of just like double dog dared me. He's like, well, why don't you just do it? And I was like, Okay shut down my business. And he was like, Oh, wait a second. Let's not just like shut the business down. And I said, no, I got to just shut this down so I can figure out how to get back to real estate. And again, it was like a God thing that same week, that old home builder sent me an email and I looked to see who was on the email. And it was like four or five of us that had all worked together, you know, back in 06, 07. And I responded back. I'm like, why are you emailing me this? Like, what what do you, cause I was trying to figure out how to get back to real estate. I wasn't totally sure how I was going to do it. And I said, I, I asked myself, are you getting the band back together? Or like, what's going on? You know? And so we grabbed lunch and I started, I did, I got back into real estate doing social media consulting for them. And I would do, I did it for them and a couple of other builders. And that's when I really like honed my voice and I realized um, kind of my place um, on Instagram. And so I did that for about six to seven months and then I I had to turn I had to stop doing that to go and pursue my own my own thing. So again, had to shut it down cold turkey and just go for it.
0: Wow. Well, I wanted to follow up this. What kind of shirt was what was the coolest shirt that you made? That like like look if you're seeing people wear it, I think that's kind of big time. Like that's pretty cool. Like yeah, what, what... I saw one
1: last week on Instagram. Um, so just, they were just t-shirts and they were like shirts for moms. They were at like a $28 price. point. This goes into the, all the marketing and branding. Like, do you sell $10 shirts or do you sell $50 shirts? And I actually sold more shirts at a higher price point than a lower price. point. I learned so much in that, business. like so much. And again, I'm able to do this because my husband is keeping a roof over it. Like I can just learn all this stuff. Um, and so that's why I was, I've always been a 3% agent. I don't discount my rates because I know that there's a market for it. Just right. Like, right. We have target and Lululemon are two different things. Like it's a two different things. So,
0: yeah, that's a great, great comparison. And, uh, I, I, let the new person handle the, the cluster, you know, and that's, that's the way that I look at it as, as well on my end, like, look, we're going to help everybody that we can, but at the same time you know, I, I cost a certain amount. And, 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 and I think you have to have that value so solidified within you to be able to say no and to command it. No, this is what it is, you know, and, and be like, this is what it is. Sorry, you know, or- th- It's
1: okay if it's not in your budget. That's okay. I mean, you see this in every industry. I see agents struggle with this so much. And I'm thinking, well, we have highly specialized doctors and then we also have chiropractors. They charge different rates. You have highly specialized attorneys, and you also have, you know, like that ambulance chaser variety, right? It's right. They're both valuable. They both have. A, they both serve a purpose. I can get a white shirt at Walmart. I can also get one at Nordstrom, and I can also get one at Newman Marcus. They're right. going to hit different price points, and um, I've just learned that I like the price point that can afford me. They're easy to work with, and and my skill set works well with what they need
0: hundred percent I, I i couldn't agree more so uh walk us into your start in real estate because you have four kids i mean you that's it, i only it, had
1: three when i started when i started i only had three and honest to goodness i had miscarried and then i couldn't get pregnant for a minute and so i said oh i'm just gonna put it down it's okay if we have three it is what it is i'm not gonna keep chasing something that if it's not gonna happen it's fine so I, we had, my husband and I had the conversation of like, okay, we're going to stop pursuing more kids. I'm going to go full throttle in real estate. And I headed down that path and then found out two or three weeks later that I was in fact pregnant. Uh, and I was like, ah, yeah, okay. Um, and so it was my first year in real estate. I was pregnant with baby number four. My husband's company had been acquired. And they were wanting him to move to San Antonio and I just kept closing deal after deal. Like I was on, we knew I was on pace to hit six figures, but they were courting us to come to San Antonio and I'm looking around like, I can't do this in San Antonio. Like I'm doing it. Like I'd have to get relicensed. I'm having a baby. I got to get the kids all settled. Like I don't have the same network. Like this just, I can't, It's going to be too much. And so we kind of had to have like a come to Jesus moment of like, okay, you have to tell me if this is like your dream job and it has all the opportunity you're looking for on the other side of it. If it does, we'll go. Um, and I will put this down, but honestly, like there's no amount of money they can possibly pay you that it's going to make sense to not keep building this. And so we ended up having to turn down that opportunity. Gosh, it must've been, the baby was born in October. We were in San Antonio in August he didn't have a job lined up and we weren't sure if we were going to have insurance for the c section and it was that was the first time we were willing to like bet on my income and say well if something doesn't turn up then i, I was like i'm just going to work more hours like i'll just i'm i'm not working full time like there's more like i got more gas in the tank if we need it um and that was the first time we bet on it and i want to say He accepted a job like a month before the baby was born, and I and the baby was born on Cobra insurance. That's how close we were. Wow, Mm -hmm. wow. It was crazy. It was a crazy year. It was a crazy year. Um, But that that really was the first time where we prioritized my career ahead of his. I do. I think there was a turning point there where we both realized like, okay, there's something here we need to pay attention to and and keep our eye on.
0: Hundred percent. I really love that. That's and that's inspiring to a lot of women um, that that would listen to this. It's just because like a lot of people are like, look, I had a kid. I'm out. I can't do it. You know, I, I there's just no way. There's not enough time. I can't. I, I can't possibly do it. But then then I, here I'm talking to Amy Gregory and she had four kids, literally last event Cobra, and like you you're going for it. And I just love that. That's so inspiring. Uh, it, it gives massive hope.
1: You know. To well, some I will that. say, I will say this. And I will say this again and again and again, it does not work without my husband's contribution. It doesn't work. It doesn't. And so I guess if your husband's not going to contribute, you should figure that out. But like, this is like, we are a team. Like we're on, we're on the same team. We're building the same life. And so it's a two-way street. Like I support, I supported him through school when he went and got his MBA he does the dishes every night and does as much laundry as I do and takes the kids to school as much as I do. I mean, COVID was the best thing that ever happened because all of a sudden I'm like, okay, oh, hey, you're, you're in my arena now. Come sit up next to me. You're working from home. Like, let's roll. Right. Um, right. And there were some growing pains there as well. Um, but there, but again, it he, he was fully invested and there were a lot of times where I came home and it was like, he threw me the car keys and he walked in the door and I walked out the door and I don't want to paint this picture of it's like always frolicking through a meadow. No, there right. were times it was hard. My first year in real estate, I had a lot of sleepless nights. It was hard. Was right. it worth it? Yeah, hundred percent. It was worth it. Hundred percent.
0: I love the the I'm I'm envisioning frolicking through a meadow right now. But well,
1: you know what I mean. Like people want to think like about Instagram. Like and, and there's this whole idea of like being an entrepreneur. It's just like always like money's flying, it's like falling from the sky and you have an idea and it executes perfectly. And yeah,
0: no, no. It just doesn't. It's persistent, consistent effort over time. I I quote Phil Treadwell. He's the mortgage marketing expert. That's one of his quotes. I just love it. It's true. Persistent, consistent effort over time. You're not going to get it in one one shot. You know, you're not going to get this, you're not going to just make it with one little thing. You got to keep it going. And look, when you're married, it's a team and you're both you know, sinking or swimming together, you know, and a lot of times people fall apart during that, or, you know, it doesn't work out. Um, but you guys are digging in deeper. And um, I want to ask one, one final question about real estate is that um, like your top 5.5%, percent your part-time. If you were to give one single piece of advice to somebody that wants to be exactly that, what would you, what, what's your magic? Do you, it, Would you say it's your husband, you know, playing, Playing with you with this, being a, no. being a, nope. Okay. <laughs> important,
1: but I mean, I can hire someone to do the dishes if I need to, right? Like, <laughs> barber, but you know what I'm saying? Like, again, this is part of being an entrepreneur. You gotta know which dials to turn. right but 100% it's social media. Social media allows me to compete with the big boys with zero overhead. Boom, and destroy story. Really I'm not paying for leads. I don't need an office space. Um, and so I'm able to build a business that has so much reach, no one can touch it. And it's mine. It's mine. No one else, no one. like, if you want to play on social media, oh, you're going to have to, like, you have to do the work you have to put up or shut up. You can't just, you cannot fake it. You cannot. I mean, some people can, but you can tell if you know what you're doing.
0: You can tell. I mean, it, it, you're right. You have to put yourself- You can't buy
1: it. followers. You can't like, you have to build, like real estate's a game of relationships. Whoever has the most relationships win. Your friend's friends are right here. And right. Instagram works for me all day, every single day, which means I don't have to be working all day, every single day. Right. Um, but you have to know what you're doing.
0: And look, you gotta just do it too at the end of the day. Um,
1: Dude. The first part is actually just doing it. It's like going to the gym. You don't go to the gym at one time and come home and be like, oh, I've got a six pack and I'm in like the like physique of my life. No. Right. Right. Again, of, consistent and persistent. Right. And look, you game. got,
0: you, you kind of got to be the, the person doing, doing the crunches with bad form for a minute and kind of look like the fool for a minute. And look.
1: Uh, and most 100%. people are not willing to do that.
0: 100%. Which
1: is a shame. Because I always like to tell people like, no one's thinking about you as much as you're thinking about you. They're not, they're too busy thinking about themselves. I'm like, hurry up and fail. Just go fail a few times. And then, I oh, should
0: I post this? Oh, yeah. should I post that? And like, you know, I mean, like totally doubting it and questioning it. It's almost like, who cares? You got, you got to go, do, you got to do something. Those people don't know you exist.
1: You're never going to hit a home run if you don't ever swing the bat. Go swing the bat a few times.
0: Boy, this is just a fire interview. You are just a firecracker. You are powerhouse, Amy. Um, and look, there's, there's a couple questions that I ask people. I want to be super respectful of your time. Uh, and I, I wanted to make sure that I get these out. But Amy, I'm going to have to have you on again. So uh, first one is this. Do you feel like you ever had a big break?
1: Um. Yeah, I think there were, when you say big break, I think there's just like confidence boosters along the way of like, yeah, high five, you're on the right path. Um, Yeah. And there were a few of those. My first year I put together some cool like investment flip and flip, fix and flip deals um, with people that were smarter, more talented, had bigger resources than me. And I was able to kind of put these deals together and it worked for them. And I was like, okay, high five. I'm thinking about this, right. And then um, moved over to EXP and um, found myself pacing really fast and thinking like, wait a second, I'm not sure how I ended up in this room, but here I am. Um, and so again, you know, kind of like, okay, yeah, on the right path. Um, but I'm kind of an anomaly. I'm, I'm scaling a little bit different than most real estate agents. And again, it goes back to that, like, what is your measuring stick of success? And you always have to be true to that measuring stick and then build a business that supports it.
0: Would you say that your measure of success is the number one thing that attracts people to you? Or would you say that you're is?
1: Um, I think a little bit of both. I don't think people, in fact, I wouldn't have thought and solo, I mean, I'm a solo female agent working part-time hours and yet, I mean, it started at six figures, but it's grown every year since then. So it's pacey. I mean, it's like a freight train now and it's like, okay, here we go. And there, I didn't know that was possible when I first started But I did know I was going to be more than just a resale real estate agent. I was um, my first broker. When I headed back, they were the guys that founded Invitation Homes and they had like a boutique little broker. They just ran their own stuff through. And I knew them personally and and they were like, okay, so you're going to be a realtor now. And I said, well, for a little bit. And I said, well, what does that mean? I said, well, I know it's going to lead to something else. I don't know what it's going to lead to, but it will lead to something else. And I'm excited about that. And well, this is just the next step. And they're like, Okay. But I I knew that because, right, it was don't go to law school, get a degree in elementary ed. Then it was the home builder, graphic design, online storefront, social media and real estate. Now I have a national team and I teach other agents how to use social media. Like I wouldn't be a good teacher in that regard had I not gotten my degree in elementary ed. Fire. Cool.
0: If you were to do it all over again, Amy, what would you change?
1: there's not very much I would change. Um, I wish I would have trusted myself a little bit more, but you again, you have to go through that like awkward. Am I doing this right? Is this what we're doing? Um, there's actually not much I would have changed in all honesty, because I just couldn't know what I didn't know. And in order to learn those things, you have to do, you have to get, you have to fall a few times and that's just the process. You can't learn to run until you've crawled and until you've walked. And so It's okay, I'm okay with it all. I love it. Mm -hmm.
0: Was there ever a time, Amy, you felt like giving up?
1: Oh, for sure, for sure, 100%. Elaborate. Um, You know, that first year after I had a baby was really hard. That was my hardest year with a newborn on my hip. And it's easy to get into your head. And it's kind of a lonely spot right? Being this solo female agent, there's not, I'm not going into an office. There's not someone saying, Hey, I think you should do this. Or, I mean, that's just, it just doesn't exist in my world. I've kind of built that community now. Um, but when I came in there, you know, and, um, and you do, you get the honorary emails from people or you get, and you just think I'm, I'm way out over my skis. I shouldn't be doing this. And, but it's really fleeting. There's days i want to get up, give up as a mom too. And you just say, okay, it's just a bad day. And learn to just say, okay, just go to bed. <laughs> it's usually a function of just go to sleep and you'll be fine tomorrow. <laughs> you yeah. know? 100%. Anything worth doing is hard. And so, and that makes that makes the surprises and the wins so much better, so much better. So.
0: Wow, I love it, Amy. Uh, all right, well, final question here to set it up. You know, there is a young Amy out there. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe they were born in Jacksonville, Florida. Maybe their, you know, dad, you know, was, was was going to law school as a as a kid. Maybe they're the new girl, you know, in school, uh, struggling to find friends. You know, maybe they're getting into real estate. Maybe they're a mom. Maybe they have a bunch of kids and they're just, you know, wondering about where, where should I go? Maybe they're like debating, should I go into real estate? Should I take this to the next level? Mm-hmm. What advice would you give to someone looking to get it done?
1: You owe it to yourself. Like don't play small. You owe it to yourself. Don't build someone else's business. Trust your gut. Think outside the box. I'm an anomaly. I, I know like when I sat down with my first broker and he said, okay, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to use social media. And he's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, well, actually, this is how you should use it in your business. You know, and, and those were how those other deals got brokered. Um, and so knowing that you know what you know everyone has a secret sauce. There's a secret, like they have a certain way, they have a certain thing. Um, and so trust that and lean into it. And, and, and really the coolest byproduct of all of this is that I get to go and bring this version of Amy, this version that's gone out and built this multi six figure business and part-time hours and it's scaling and it's growing and it's all these things. And I get to bring that version of Amy back to the kitchen table. Like, my kids have full access to it all the time. And that never goes away. Like you cannot ever like the value of like just the knowledge and the experience gained from doing the scary thing. Like I get to bring that home. Like that version of me is at the kitchen table and it's cool. It's cool. I'm a different, better mom because of it.
0: You've perfectly poised your secret sauce.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Love it. Well, I want to thank you, Amy, for coming on. What a great story. And I really want to thank our audience for joining us today. And Amy, if somebody would want to connect with you to, uh, to reach out, either for real estate or something else, what would be the best way for them to reach out?
1: On Instagram. I'm always on the gram. You can find me at Amy Gregory. And if your username isn't your handle, it should be. Your well, first class name should be your Instagram handle.
0: Well, I'm at Jimmy Ryan too. Yes, so we got that.
1: You got it right for me to
0: find you it, it, it's true it's Jimmy with an I. you know we're, 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 hey, we're fancy over here
1: that's, that's like memorable you'll remember that it's like things it, with an x like you remember that
0: and, and look A- Amy spelled the normal way though you can spell Amy Gregory and you'll you, you'll you'll find her for sure um Well, thanks again. And, you know, if you've taken some value from today's show and, you know, you want to support us, well, hey, tell a friend, you know, write us a five-star review. Hit that subscribe button. All those things make a huge difference in helping us reach more people. Once again, I am Jimmy Ryan. Thanks so much for listening. Many more stories on the way.